1: Hockey. Oh, My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And do we have a Judd's Hockey Show for you, Zolget and Declan Goff? I believe we are live. If you're watching us or beginning to um, tune in, we appreciate that. If you're listening to us later on, we appreciate that. Huge breaking news from St. Paul this morning. Uh, in which one thing happened that we sort of thought might and another happened that we didn't see coming. The Wild has officially announced that that they have bought out the contracts remaining four years of not only Zach Parise, but defenseman Ryan Suter as well. And so the duo who came here on July 4th, 2012, in what is the biggest free agent day in Minnesota sports history, 13-year, $98 million contracts with complete no-move clauses, They come here on July 4th of 2012, and today, what's the date today, Declan? The 13th of July. July 13th of 2021. They depart as they came in as a duo, as a pair. Certainly, neither one is done playing yet. They will both surface somewhere. They will not be members of the Wild. And, Declan, let's try and uh, (laughs) parse this apart as we get closer to the expansion draft which is a week from wednesday now the protected lists for the expansion draft which will bring seattle into the um nhl will be submitted on saturday and announced on sunday but this is huge news in so many different ways beginning with this dex these expand so because Suter and prezi had no move clauses they both had to be protected well they're both gone now and so bill Guerin, for the immediate time has really made his life easier because he now can basically protect everybody he wants. And Parisi and Suter departs in what is an interesting, interesting move. First thought that comes to my mind, because it involves Suter, too, is that this is all about the fact that if there was ever any question in recent, in the last year or so, there is no longer a question now. Bill Guerin is running the Minnesota Wild. Nobody else.
0: (laughs) I love it. Needed a blood sacrifice, I think, is what happened here. And uh, Bill Guerin saying, not messing around, and we're going to buy out Zach Preezy and Ryan Suter. You know, this was, you and I were texting last night because our buddy Darren Doogie Wilson reported that they didn't ask Ryan Suter or Zach Preezy to waive their no-movement clauses. Now, that probably happened. And instead, Bill Guerin has made the decision to just say, forget this, we're going to do this, and we're going to create a lot of cap space for this year right now. You're still going to have to kick this can down the road. You're going to have to pay this piper, if you will. Um, this is going to be a problem again, three or four years down the road. But as of right now, Cap Friendly just updated their uh, their website, and currently, as it sits right now, Wild have 23 million in cap space at this very moment with Zach Parise and Ryan Suter coming off the books. Now, I think the number one task here is still opening up to get Kirill. Number two, finding a way to also keep Kevin Fiala happy. And three, the pursuit of a number one center. I do find it deliciously ironic that you just created $10 million in cap space by, by clearing out both these two, and Jack Eichel happens to make $10 million in cap space. Now, there's that, this is still not a, a close to a done deal, but I think you have now, our, our reckless speculation color on Jack Eichel, Judd, has mostly been yellow to the orange. We are now in the orange-red of Jack Eichel territory in the reckless speculation meter. We've, we've definitely crossed in the orange, and I think we're getting even closer to red. Um, but Zach Parise, Ryan Suter, that, that era is over. Um, and when you look back on it, it was an amazing signing. We'll never forget that day. You could make a case it was the best free agency day in any professional sports uh, team that's had it, that, that we've had in this town. Uh, but when you look back on it, only two playoff series wins. They helped elevate the franchise. They did a lot of things, but you didn't acquire what you were looking to do. So you're moving on. And to your point about Bill Guerin, this is Bill Guerin's team. This is Bill Guerin having his paws all over this. And I know Craig Leopold probably still had to approve the buyout, right? I mean, he definitely didn't just go above Craig's head, but this is Bill Guerin saying, no, we're going to change the culture. Parisi and Suter are done. There was talks of maybe buying out Parisi. Ryan Suter's game hasn't taken a nosedive like Zach's has, but it, it is, it is still shocking. And at the same time, Applauding Bill Guerin, friend of the show, by the way, of Judd's Hockey Show. And thank you for everyone watching us right now on our YouTube channel, Score North MN. Hit that subscribe button. Judd and I, were already planning out our Minnesota Wild um, plan of attack here for the next week and a half with the expansion draft and free agency coming up. And now all of a sudden, um, we have a new wrinkle in here. And and, uh, thank you for everyone for watching us. Hit the subscribe button. We'll be pumping out wild content. Also, Mackie and Judd as well. Wolves, Vikings, and Twins. Uh, But yes, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, if you're just joining us, have been bought out. It is official by the Minnesota Wild.
1: So I think what Parise was a healthy scratch, especially late in the regular season, and then for the first three playoff games, there was definitely some dissension and I think some disagreement internally in the Wild locker room about how Zach was being treated. And I think some guys definitely approved of it, and some guys didn't. And my guess is Bill Guerin saw that one of the guys who didn't approve and wasn't happy about it, and certainly was influential was Ryan Suter. And look, I mean, we have talked about this going back to years now, and that's the impact that Prezi and Souter had in the locker room for the Wild, both good and bad. Uh, Bill Guerin, after last year, there was no question in his mind that he was not going to bring Miko Koivu, the longtime captain, back. And in Koivu's case, he was older and his contract was up. But I really, I believe that this had to do with the decision that if they had brought Parisi back or bought him out solely, that Bill Guerin was probably still concerned about the impact that Ryan was going to have in the room. That's removed now. This is, this is Dean Everson's team. It's Bill Guerin's team. Heck, it's more Jared Spurgeon and Marcus Folino and that Cruz team now than it ever has been before. It also... The Eichel thing is an interesting uh, case because he still is he still has not had the surgery yet. We don't know what type of surgery he's going to have. And we are now bordering on if you trade for him, he's not going to be prepared to uh, uh, play to start next season. I think what this does is this probably frees you up immediately to give Kirill Kaprizov financially whatever he wants, and I think they're going to do it. The Kaprizov thing, you don't want to get into a battle with him. You don't want to just do a contract and be like, okay, it's done for now, because you don't want to provide Kirill Kaprizov the temptation in three years or four years to go sign with the Kings The Rangers take your pick. This now gives you a chance to go back to Kirill Kaprizov with an offer financially that might be too good to pass up. And let's say he signs a seven-year contract. I think that's a lot more plausible today than it was before this move was made. So I think the decision to buy those guys out and the immediate salary cap space actually sets you up for a few things. I think it sets you up for Kaprizov, Fiala to a certain degree as well. Although if Fiala thinks he's going to get Kaprizov's payday, he's probably sadly mistaken and the third thing is it does allow you Declan to trade for a center um it might not be Eichel but it's still going to be a guy that could probably slot in as your two or three and and I've heard different things from different people regarding what the expectation for Marco Rossi is going to be on come opening night Mm 2021-22 but if you think that Rossi is going to come up at some point pretty quickly next year coming off his COVID scare and heart scare and now you've got Rossi, Erickson Eck, and another quality center, that's going to put you in a lot better position. So I I just think as far as those moves go, this puts you in a really good spot to make those moves. But my top thing is the changing of the guard in that locker room and how different this team feels now than it did a year ago or a year and a half ago. And I can't stress to you how important I think that that is from what – Bill Guerin said, which is if the goal is to win a cup, the Suter and Parisi era didn't make it. Like, it just didn't come close. And and it was fun, and I would do the signings again. Now, knowing that the cap wasn't necessarily going to go up would probably make me have second thoughts. But nonetheless, I'm not going to fault the Wild for diving headfirst into the deep end of, of the pool. That being said, somebody had to come along who recognized that that decision to dive in didn't work and that it had to be rectified now with a different feel for this team. Bill Guerin's done that. I'm with you. I think this is going to hurt eventually financially, and we can certainly get into that uh, Mm -hmm. conversation. But for now, I think this is absolutely the right move for a team that has designs on trying to win a Stanley Cup and acknowledges that what they thought would do it, didn't do it.
0: When we were watching that first round playoff series, and Zach Parise entered the lineup in Game Four and had a nice little showing, had a little spark under his butt, scored a couple goals. Everyone said, "Isn't this great? Isn't this great? Look at this amazing story! After being scratched for the better part of the month, he comes in, scores some big goals. Typical Zach Parise, big postseason playoff performer." Okay, great. Where was that in the first three games, or where that? Where was that in the in the previous uh, in the previous parts of the season? And when you go back and look at it, and on a previously when we talked about it on the Judd's Hockey Show, I didn't really care that that happened. I didn't care that Zach Frise came in, and I don't look at it as a what-if. I didn't look at it as if he played in games one through three, would they have beaten the Golden Knights? Um, I looked at it as this team was still not good enough to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. That should be your takeaway. When you watched... What has happened with Tampa Bay with now manipulating the salary cap? Different story. But when you look at teams like Colorado and Vegas and Tampa Bay and you see speed up and down the lineup and you see grit and you see size and you see goaltending, the Wild aren't there yet. They just aren't there yet. And if you have Parisian and locked into these contracts, it's one thing to say, yeah, their play is diminishing and their albatross is there. Their contracts are hurting you. So when we're also talking about dead cap money three or four years from now we you're going to have to pay this Piper... Again, if, if, we're, if the Wild aren't contending for a Stanley Cup three or four years from now, that means the window that we're in was a failure again. We're, the, the, the window to make a run at the Stanley Cup and get a center to push you over and keep developing your young prospects and letting Kirill and Fiala move in to upper echelon players, it's happening right now. So instead of waiting two or three years down the road to buy out Zach Parise and Ryan Suter when maybe the dead cap hits would have been more manageable, you're saying forget about it. What, like, Quit projecting five years down the road from now. Let's worry about what's happening one and two years from now. That's what uh-huh. Bill Guerin's looking at. And uh-huh. yes, there is still so many now unanswered questions that we're still trying to figure out. I think I think the biggest move of this is, like we said earlier, Kirill is going to get a huge payday. Two, can you find the number one center that pushes your team over the top? Three, this opens up. The expansion draft for now, you can probably protect Jordan Greenway. You can slide Matt Dumba into the expansion draft as well. I do think this now bides more time for Matt Dumba. Some people are saying, well, now because Suter's gone, he's for sure here opening night. I wouldn't say that, but I will say that it gives Bill Guerin more time to explore what he wants from Matt Dumba. If anything, I think my initial takeaway of, of Suter being off this team, is Dumba gets protected immediately from the expansion draft. That's just one last headache he has to deal with. Now, judging by how Bill Guerin just made an insane rash decision and bought out these two, maybe there's another move up his sleeve. I, obviously, there's something else coming here. This is the first of many moves in a, in a very busy, busy offseason. My gut tells me Matt Dumba isn't going anywhere yet, and it's very likely he is protected in the expansion draft for now, uh, mm-hmm. but there, there are numerous questions that still have to be answered after buying out Parisian Suter.
1: I don't think this is rational. I, I think this was pre-planned, um, well thought out, and while it certainly is going to have financial implications down the road, I think Bill Guerin knew exactly what direction he, he was going, which is why, as Doogie reported, he didn't call Parisi and Suter and say, w- will you waive your no-move clauses so I, I don't have to protect you when the Kraken have the expansion draft a week from Wednesday. I think this is very well thought out, and I think that this is – another move where Bill Guerin basically thought to himself, for a lot of reasons, I'm going to clean both of these guys out at the same time. And remember, to what you said at the top of the show, Dex, Ryan Suter still can play. He's a productive defenseman. He's not a bad player. Parisi's banged up. He's going to turn 37 on uh, July 28th. And I mean, that guy has given his heart and soul in hockey. And therefore, I think his body is basically at the tail end. Ryan Suter's Thirty-six. He had the badly broken what foot and leg a couple of years ago, but for the most part, has been pretty healthy. And he plays a pretty effortless style. He's good, so he plays a style that doesn't lend itself to being beat up. So Ryan Souter definitely has some gas left in the tank. I think this goes. I think this is a far-reaching move that, as I said before, goes uh, beyond on the ice. I think this goes to team makeup. I think this goes to team chemistry. I think this goes to Bill Guerin realizing that. This is important in all sports, but there is no sport in which chemistry is, I don't think, probably as important as hockey. What happens in the room matters. If it didn't, the Wild probably at some point in time during the Parisi and Suter era when Chuck Fletcher is still here makes a run to the finals, right? Like if you just went by what should should be pure talent. Now, to go to what you're talking about as far as what this move means and it being go time, you're right. And here's one reason why, and here's why I would be comfortable signing Kaprizov to the long-term, very expensive contract that he's going to want. And I think he now gets, it's definitely go time there as well. He's 24. He's not a kid. He is a professional. He is not a, it's not like you look at Kaprizov and think to yourself, oh, just wait three years and, you know, there'll be a Stanley Cup window for him then, and it's going to be great. That guy proved in year one, having played six years in the KHL previously, that Kirill Kaprizov is ready to go now. And he is ready to be a top line guy and one of the better wingers, I believe, in this league who can be a key component to a Stanley Cup team. Uh, If you look at the basis of this team, there are still definitely places that need improvement, center being the glaring one. But that being said, you've got a lot of good things going right now, and there is no reason on God's green earth, if you look at this team, uh, that if they do things right, they can't make a Stanley Cup run next spring. There really is not. And, and so I think in Garrett's mind, what became so important, because this is a guy who I think he was a cap or a captain in the league, he won two Stanley Cups. He saw the Penguins win two Stanley Cups as an executive. Bill Guerin knows what it takes as far as chemistry on and off the ice to win a Stanley Cup, and I think that's where he's pushing to, and he might be wrong, who knows, but just like we applauded Fletcher and Leopold in 2012 for taking a shot with Parisi and Suter, I applaud Bill Guerin for saying, no, 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 that's not the formula now. Here is the formula, in my opinion, from a guy who has four Stanley Cup rings. So I love I love the ability to pivot here, and I love the ability to say this is the mission now. And you know what the best part is, Dex? The mission is not to win a division. The, the, the mission is not to, let's try and make the playoffs. It's crystal clear. The mission is to win a Stanley Cup. And damn it, the Mackey and Judge Show has been preaching this across the board for all sports. Bill Guerin made a move today that takes balls to make and that shows that he has an eye on trying to win a championship as soon as possible, not just be competitive.
0: The mission statement on this show is we want titles. We don't want Mm -hmm. division titles. We don't want first-round playoff appearances. We don't want overtime game four wins. We want titles. And the bare minimum of the expectation of a team now like the Wild is Western Conference Finals. That's the bare minimum expectation, especially if you're going to get the center that you're looking for. I, I, I'm so sick of having the tepid, oh, it's cute to be here, or, oh, it, it, it isn't this great that now uh, we have a playoff team to root for, and then you're done in seven games two weeks later. I want to see a team actually make a run to a conference finals. I'm watching a baseball team that has been bleeping down their leg all season, has lost 18 consecutive playoff games. I see the Wolves who are hopefully trending in the right direction, but for the better part of the last 18 years have been a dumpster fire. I've watched Kirk Cousins, Brett Favre, Teddy Bridgewater, and numerous others rip out my heart numerous times. This wild team actually has the expectations to realistically win a championship. And that's what Bill Guerin is trying to do here. And I absolutely applaud it because he isn't afraid to put dead money down the down, down the piper when you have to pay it. So cap-friendly has updated their site again with the Ryan Suter buyout. So now it is $26 million in cap space as it stands right now. So the issue is as I uh, as I pull it up here. So the Wild will have dead cap hits after this season of 12.7, 14.7, and then 14.7 again over the next 3 off seasons. And then that number goes drastically down like to 1.6 and it's a very manageable buyout. Um, The Wild have been buying out players ever since Mark Parrish. They've had buyouts against their cap for the last part of the last 15 years. Nothing compared to this, obviously. This is significant dead money working against you. But when you have players like Kaprizov, who's going to sign a big deal, I still hope you can keep Kevin Fiala. We'll see if that happens. If you find the top center you're looking for... If your prospects like Marco Rossi and Matthew Boldy develop into the players they're projected to be, your defensive core is still pretty much very solidly intact, especially if Brendan Minnell is going to jump back over from the KHL. Goaltending is volatile. You can't really project it. Cam Tabb had a nice season. I can make a case he even outperformed and you you don't know what you're going to get out of him next year. But I'm not really worried too much about that at at the moment. I applaud Bill Guerin for just saying we're going to go for this right now because our window is one to two years. So if we can figure this out now, Kaprizov's ready to roll, Fiala's ready to roll, our team is basically one step away from competing with the likes of the Avs in Colorado, this is what you should be wanting. You should want titles. You should not want just first round playoff appearances. You should not want uh, the team of 18,000 selling out every arena and then getting bounced and losing games three and four. You should want your team to make a deep playoff run, and Bill Guerin is solidifying that, and I love it.
1: And I also think he got to to a point because the buyout packages and the dead money that you talked about is certainly big. I I mean, you can't scoff at that. You can't be like, it's no big deal. It's going to be fine. Um, There's definitely a gamble taken there. And by buying both guys out, you've doubled that gamble. That being said, I have to come back to the fact that the suitor decision is based on the fact that he didn't think it would be a good idea to buy out Parisi and bring Suter back in that room. Because there's there's not really a playing... I mean, in my opinion, Suter's play certainly hadn't declined to a point where he's unplayable or you don't want... I mean, Zach's a wild card now because the issue with Zach is he's so beaten up that, yes, he goes through you know great spurts. I've never, and I never will question... His work ethic, it is outstanding. But, you know, once he plays a week's worth of games, the next week is ordinarily now at his age not as good because he's tired and beat up. Ryan Suter's not that player. So I got to think that this decision was made as just as they came in as a package deal and a duo. This decision was made that it just made it made way more sense to turn this over right now, bite the bullet. It's not really an attractive financial thing to do. Um, but it is right now. Uh and yeah, and and go for it as quickly as possible. This could blow up too. Who knows? But I like the assuredness of this. And I can tell you right now, I don't think it's a spur of the moment decision. Declan, i think it's a i think it's a pretty well thought out strategic move uh made to make it very clear to everybody involved that the jared spurgeons the marcus folinos that whole group is now in charge which is a good thing the other thing that i wonder if garen and the wild as a whole watched and frustrated them and it probably should have is this one montreal canadians weren't a great team Like, they weren't a great team at all. They were competitive, and they worked hard. But, I mean, they were were a team that got hot, played well, got goaltending, and bounced the Golden Knights in, what, six games, right? And so I wonder if they looked at that also and and said, okay, we're going back to the ordinary divisions in 2021-22, so the the Wild will be back in the Central Division. But in looking at that, said, you know – There's no real good reason why if we do this right now from a structure standpoint of our roster and make a couple of the right moves, there's no reason why they can't make a cup run immediately, right? Because, like, you look at the Golden Knights, it's not like – I mean, the Golden Knights knocked off the the Avs, who a lot of us, me included, had as our Stanley Cup favorite, and they get – they knock off Colorado, and then they play the Canadians because it's a weird year and the divisions were split up differently. And the Canadians win. If I'm the Wild, I I look at that and say, hold, hold on a second here. Instead of this whole, you know, three years from now, we're going to be great, right? And as you have always said, Declan, that's a dangerous assumption. Like this whole two or three years from now, you just wait for us. A lot can go wrong. What if the Wild looked at this and said, two or three years from now, we'll worry about that then? Let's make this run right now. Um, and, And then the only reason to clear Suter out, I think, is locker room. Because he could have helped you on the ice. But if you think he's going to be detrimental off of it, it probably makes sense to do what they did. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is hosting the 2021 Land of Lakes Legends Classic, August 6th and 7th. See some of the greatest names in the history of women's golf as they compete in the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic, presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. The legends of the LPGA Tour is known for its fan-friendly environment with lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping, and photo ops after the rounds. To learn more about the August 6th and 7th event, stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com,
0: owned and operated by the shakopee Minwakinton Sioux community. I think the most, uh, the, the biggest misconception of the Parisian Souter era, now that they're bought out, and I, I could really care less now It's saying this, they were not good leaders. And I, and that's, that, that's not something that you and I haven't broached before. They're not as good as leaders we thought they were. They really were not. I think you look back in that room, we've talked about the dynamic, what it was with the Grandlin to, to, to you know, to, to Zucker era. You know, we, yep. we talked about that before. I don't think they were the best leaders. And Bill Guerin recognized that pretty damn quick. And right now, we weren't able to go in a locker room. We haven't been in there in the last 18 months, essentially. You got a vibe that something was starting to shift there a little bit when Marcus mm-hmm. Felino started taking a lot of the press conferences and just the way he talked about him. You and I have talked to Bill Guerin on this show and even off the record. He loves Marcus Felino. Bill Guerin is a grinder type that knew what it takes to win a championship and knew his role on a team when his play started to diminish. I don't think Zach Parise has still come to that assumption that my play has diminished and I have to be a different player in that locker room. I don't think he was ever going to get to that point. From what I've gathered, I think Ryan Souter became a lot more quiet and was a lot and had a lot more influence, maybe even negatively behind the scenes. This is just me speculating, by the way. I'm yeah, not reporting I don't this. He, you know? Yeah,
1: I don't. I think he was more quiet, and in fact, I, I was told a couple of years ago. I think when Garen got, got here. Leopold, who is friends, as Dougie has said a thousand times before, with Suter, Leopold and Garen sat Ryan down and basically said, we need you to stop doing what you're doing so much. And so I think Suter accepted that. I think the decision to start scratching a healthy Parisi, and especially to do it for the first three games, caused potential issues that the Wild didn't want to have to tackle, and I don't blame them. Again, I'll go back to this. Chemistry is important. It is. You can't have players in a hockey locker room pulling apart it's it's too much of a team sport and and the jumping off point too and I know it seems logical and a lot of us applauded it the jumping off point is Koivu Koivu being gone was huge because Koivu would have come back as a fourth line guy I think he would have signed back here play the fourth line uh still been captain and and Bill Guerin said no 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 can't have that and Bill Guerin was right I mean I was pushing for that for a long time but, I mean, all of these moves, and it's not that I think that Ryan caused problems. I think what they had more so was factions. And factions, uh, like in Mean Girls, is, are not a productive thing in hockey. You can't have a group saying, well, Zach should be playing a lot. I mean, this is unfair to Zach. Unprofessional. Bill Guerin, Dean Evison scratching him. Unprofessional. And then the other faction being like, no, it's the right move. You need everyone to be pulling together. And, I mean, you look at a team like Tampa Bay, right? That seems like a very together team. Patty Maroon went back there for less because he knew that that they were a cup contender. you got to have guys who want to be there and guys who are going to pull their their weight. And the other Suter-Parisi problem, too, is I think that that Ryan Suter was certainly a productive player still, Dex. But he also was to a point where he wasn't going to – if he was – if he thought – I am still a star defenseman. He wasn't right. And so you can't have that too. And and I mean, Bill Guerin to me sees through that. And is Bill Guerin consistently right? I have no idea. He's probably not. But I think he has a definite vision of what success is going to be. Um, and I think it's much different than Chuck Fletcher who tried to accumulate talent. And I don't know that Chuck ever really considered chemistry, which he should have. Bill Guerin, I think, weighs a lot more. When, when Bill Guerin goes to the store to buy things. I think he weighs a lot more decisions of chemistry is important. Leadership's important. And, and the protected list, you know, Garen called Greenway in after the bubble last year and flat out told Jordan, this is make or break time. Like you have to, you have to prove yourself. You aren't consistent enough. You've got this, you know, NHL body, but you only play that style in, I don't know, 30% of the games. And Greenway still is frustrating and inconsistent. But I will say this. He led the team in assists, and I think he did a lot of things that this team wanted to do. And I think there was some concern that if he goes to Seattle and finds it, that's a problem. Um, so the question becomes, if you protect, if you have to protect Parisi and Suter, can you not protect Foligno, who for sure would, would have been grabbed by Seattle and Declan? You said it. You're right. Bill Guerin loves Marcus Foligno. Well, he should. And Foligno, I don't care what he brings on the ice, which, by the way, has been more and more off the ice. He's incredibly important. Yeah. And so I, I think Bill Guerin weighed, OK, who are we going to have to expose at what price? And came to the conclusion that that partially the decision to bite the bullet down the road on the cap hits from the dead cash that they're going to have from Parisian Suter was probably more attractive than losing a really good player because you protected a couple guys you had no interest in protecting.
0: I I, I really do have trust that Garen is making the right decision here. And again, could bite me in the butt. We do a segment every Thursday on Mackie and Judd, by the way, on Score North, Apple, Spotify, right here on our YouTube page. Score North, MN, hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports content and also our Purple Daily page as well. He, he could be absolutely wrong. We make fun of ourselves on Thursday called Old Tweets Exposed. We will gladly if this, a year from now, not even two years, a year from now, gigantically blows up in our faces. Um, but at the same time, I, I think Garen knows what the hell it takes to win. You know, to your point about Fletcher, Fletcher just said, you know what, I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to make trades. I'm going to bring guys in here that push us slightly over the hump, but never to the point where we're going to be championship contenders. I think Paul Fenton had mostly a good idea in place. He just went about it in the worst possible way and was a terrible person to deal with. Um, and in general made some pretty, at one side, a great trade in Kevin Fio for Granlin and one of the most disastrous one in Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask. But Bill Guerin is a former player, a former cup contender, a former cup winner, excuse me. He's played in Olympic teams and he knew his role. He knew his role as his play diminished. And that's what I get back on with Parisi and Suter. I don't think those guys have realized or have come to the realization yet that they can't be top players anymore. And unfortunately, and especially in a game like hockey, you turn 36, 37 years old, hate to break it to you. You're not going to play the same way when you're 26, 27. And there's going to be other players who are younger and more skilled and more qualified for them to play above you in situations that deserve it. And that's what mm-hmm. that's what transpired. Bill Garrett said, I don't think I can do another year of this if we really have the goal of winning a Stanley Cup. So he's going to swallow hard on, on these dead cap hits for three more years after this offseason. He's recognizing that this franchise hasn't had someone like Kirill Kaprizov ever before. He knows that they're basically one center away from being a, a, a contender with most teams. The nucleus is basically in place for this team to, to make it. And I, I still go back to in 2012. I would I would do it again. I still would do it again. Parisian and Suter, if you could make a case, kind of save this franchise. Even though it's only 12 years old there, it was stale. It was absolutely stale. They, they needed they this. Save-
1: They didn't save it, but they provided an infusion of excitement. Yes, like I I mean, the the franchise was in no trouble. It wasn't, yeah, but but it but it had stagnated, and the sellouts were going away, and they needed a splash, and they made a huge splash. Which, by the way, I'm with you to their credit. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. This is not a day to dump on that decision. No, I wouldn't Uh, go back. And your contracts are now illegal, partially because of that. (laughs) But but. I mean, how much fun was that too? Right. So I'm trying to do, so I'm trying to do on on the fly here, Mm -hmm. new protected lists, okay? Okay, yeah. Because this is going to become, I mean, this, right now, this is the biggest part of this conversation, is that. Because you've now taken two guys who had to be protected, you've jettisoned them, they're gone, they're not a problem. And so your combinations are, you can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, or eight skaters, um, forwards, defensemen, and a goaltender. I've got, as far as the forwards go, okay, Yep. hear me out here. Eck, Fiala, Foligno, Zuccarello has to be protected. Yep. Thank you, Paul Fenton. Although, you know what? He was actually good last year. Greenway and Hartman. Yep. Is is there another forward who they might want to protect? Sturm. Okay, Sturm has to be protected. Okay. And then your three defensemen are Spurgeon, Brodeen, and Dumba, and you protect Talbot. And now their choice, I think, correct me if you think I'm wrong. Their choice is between Capo uh, Coconin mm-hmm. and Carson Susie. and I think they take Susie.
0: Yes, the would, would,
1: would you go eight and protect Susie and and expose somebody else?
0: I would ex- I would go the 731 route. I I, th- okay. this is the best way to go. You're, you're leaving Victor Ras, Carson Susie Capo exposed. exposed. Um, Michael Russo also pointed out Brandon Mannell would be exposed to them in that situation. Um who had a nice season in the k h l in the wild still like weirdly yeah, enough control sure. his rights but i again i i don't, i'm not losing sleep over that. I think Brennan Minel is ready to plug and play and be a, a decent defensive player in the n h l now um but if if Susie is the one you're most worried about losing here, and then maybe Capo as the second, you can make a case, which one would you be more worried about that's a win uh that's a win i i n- now you have gone from which which good player are we going to lose uh from the second expansion draft in four years to now being, oh, it's Carson Susie. Okay. And we all do respect to Carson Susie, but I, I'm not too worried about losing him in the expansion draft.
1: And he's a pretty attractive player for an expansion team to take. Let me give you one more scenario because Bill Garin does things we don't expect. I mean, he makes, he makes big moves. Like this guy is not afraid. What do you think of this Dex? Uh, before the protected lists are submitted on Saturday, he trades either Susie or Dumba, probably Susie. Uh, for something in return that he doesn't have to protect, therefore, then then you're down to Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba. You don't lose Susie. My thought, my thought being is, I'm not going to put it past Bill Guerin to make now. Now I'm not saying he makes a deal with the Kraken because that's the old Golden Knights. Yeah. Hey, take two guys instead of one. Oh, 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 we gave you Alex Tuck. Oh, that's too bad for us. I'm not saying that. But what if you were to do? What if you were to trade Susie to like let's say just I'm picking a team out of a hat here a Philadelphia which needs defensemen yep. for a draft for a draft pick or a couple draft picks and now you don't have to protect obviously those draft picks and and so your protected list now is they can take like capo or something like that I'm just I'm throwing that out there because he makes some gutsy moves yep. and I wonder if he's gonna want to try and if he's gonna lose a guy like Susie at least get something back, and then have the and then have the Kraken just take, you know, they could take Capo, for instance, which I am not a fan of. Mm-hmm. But with where the Wild is right now, Dex, I don't see how you don't protect Talbot. Like you have to go into next year with a goaltender you're super
0: confident in, right? Exactly. Like um, you're, I
1: mean, they're in this for next year now. Mm-hmm. Like this to me is a crystal clear message.
0: I think you can also, if you lost Capo, you can find the backup goalie. Like you can yeah. you can find that pretty easily on the market, and it's going to cost almost to the same amount of 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 a pretty minimal contract. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that at all. Um, but I I would protect Talbot for now, uh, and also again I think volatility with goaltenders things can change. I thought Cam Talbot played well last year. Is Cam Talbot a Vesna? Is Cam Talbot on the same level that we saw? From Bezilevsky or Carey Price, of course not. He isn't. Right. Um, you know, Connor Hellebuck, kind of out of left field, in my opinion, had an amazing year this year. But he also he's Connor Hellebuck. I I, I don't put him in the same conversation. Even though if he had a very nice season, and analytics say he was the best goal in the league last year. He, he's a good goalie. I just it's such a volatile position, and also the circumstances around you deal so much around that that there could be regression to Cam Talbot's game. I think that's safe to assume. You know, go back a year and a half ago, and the Alex, Stalock, Devin Dubnik dynamic. That was so poor that you knew eventually that it's the odds are that you were going to get more out of your goaltending the next season. So, you know, the, the goaltending you'd like to hope is at least league average, if not, if not better, hopefully that you'd like it to be league average, but I, I I wouldn't be worried about losing Capo. I I wouldn't, I would not.
1: Well, and you pair this list down by so much now that it's not like, I mean, I, I got to think that now it's going to be between Susie and Capo. You protect Dumba. Um, but again, I'm not putting it past Bill Guerin to make some type of trade here. He, cle- he clearly has big boy moves in, in mind. Like we were thinking he might buy out Parisi and he buys out both guys. All right. Final thoughts before we r- wrap up. Bill Guerin, by the way, is going to uh, speak at 1 p.m. today. So we'll certainly be reacting to that at some point as well.
0: Final thoughts on this? Final thoughts is uh, Bravo, Bill Guerin a uh, friend of the show of Judd's Hockey Show. He's been on before. Um, I think this took a lot of guts to do. I think it shows that he's serious about the Wild being cup contenders immediately. He's not worried about four or five years down the road. He wants this team to win a Stanley Cup next season. That's his goal. And there's still some checklist items that have to be made here, but that now there's there's your cupboards are more replenished and there's more space for you to make these decisions. And Kirill Kaprizov's going to get a big payday. If I had it my way... I would have Fiala and Kaprizov and a new center on this team opening night. We'll still see if that's the case. You still have uh, the NHL draft coming up. You had the expansion draft. There's things that you have to figure out. Uh, But in general, I applaud Bill Guerin for what he was able to do today. I think it was awesome.
1: I will say this as well. If in five years this is blown up and the Wilds in Cap hell, and it didn't work, it didn't work. But much like July 4th, 2012, I applaud the effort to try to win immediately. I applaud that. You know what? I applauded Cousins. Right, Dex? Same yeah. exact thing. Like, that took that took some guts to make that that move, to sign him. It has not worked out as planned. There's been disappointment that we certainly break down. But I applaud the thought process that you at least have a idea of how to go for a championship as opposed to treading water or just trying to be okay. So um, that is it for us. We appreciate you. If you join us for Judd's Hockey Show, tuning in live. If you uh, are listening to this after the fact uh, on YouTube or on a podcast form, we appreciate that as well. Huge news from the wild! Who knew that the middle of July again was going to be made far more interesting by the local hockey team? He's Declan. I'm Judd.
0: Declan shoot Score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.
1: You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail.